You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to Not So Good Ideas Podcast. I'm Bree here with Eleni. Hi, and welcome to another episode where we talk about interior design and try to entertain you guys at the same time. Woo-wee, we had a therapy session right before this. <laughs> yes, we did. Definitely, we always unload on each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's more so <laughs> me unloading onto Bree. I always feel bad, but... Sorry. No, I think we both do. But it's we've got a lot going on. Life is crazy. So, Eleni, start us off. Tell us a not-so-good idea. Okay, not-so-good idea. I should just call this, like, the Coco chapter book. I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. Saga. Um, so he's Coco the dog saga. Yeah. <laughs> my dog. One of my dogs. Um, he's been having the issues with his happy tail and we, you know, kind of talked about how it got scabbed and everything and there was blood everywhere, um, and how he was wearing a cone and we were trying, you know, to kind of nurse him and help him out and we've done everything to kind of keep him comfortable while he was healing. And then we noticed, uh, yesterday that the very tip of his tail was looking pretty gnarly um and we sent a picture to the vet and we found out we we're gonna have to um amputate his tail so mm. i feel really bad for coco just the fact that he's been suffering for this long and uh, you know the they talked me through it and they you know just let me know that this is probably going to keep happening and it's a matter of like do I want him to keep having to go through pain or do we want to address it now and I was like yeah well let's just help him now because I would hate that (laughs) right and is it like something to do with his breed because I feel like they those dogs don't usually have tails do they or do they I don't know for so Typically, the ones that are adopted do have tails. Breeders mm-hmm. typically will dock them when they're puppies. A, 
lot of the times it's done for aesthetic purposes, which is ill-advised, but... Oh, God. The, yeah. <laughs> the main <laughs> reason is for this, because they have really powerful tails, and since they are not in the wild and they are domesticated, they're more likely to hit their tail on something um, and injure it pretty badly, kind of consecutively. So that's why they... Good people will dock their dog's tails, not for, like, the look. Or Coco. I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. What about you? Do you have a not-so-good idea? Um, my not-so-good idea is... Well, I, I've been pulling, like, a lot of long nights for work the last um, few weeks, just trying to... You know, once I get started on a project, I have to finish it and it has to be perfect before it's given to a client. So, yeah, I've been trying to perfect a project for weeks and I just finally finished it last Yay! week. So, um, my not so good idea is definitely um, like putting your project before your mental health, I guess, because I kind of paid for it. Like it all caught up to me. Um no. But that's okay because I finished and presented and it was all good and great. And I took it to an extreme. I made a whole iMovie um, with my presentation. What? You know, you know, you know how sometimes I can be that way. <laughs> yeah. So I just, it was awesome, but it was too much. So, yeah. Kudos. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, did you take a good slumber afterwards? Did you go get a massage? Did you self-care? <laughs> um, I've been taking a lot of baths. That's my self-care. That's like my... I love to read books in the bath. <laughs> That's my like form of self-care. So did I'm on like... A, I'm, yeah, I love reading, you know. So I'm on like 50-something books this year. Or more, so yeah. Just keep reading, girl. <laughs> yeah, just read through it. I've been trying to read like a book a week. Wow. Mm -hmm. Do you like? Does it get stressful like trying to finish it, or if you're unable to finish it, do you not put too much pressure on yourself? Yeah, I try not to put too much pressure on myself. It's something I do to relax, and it honestly like takes my brain away from like what's going on in life so mm -hmm. it's like a form of meditation kind of for me I love that Soothing. yeah so that's how I de-stress is I just keep reading I had a little panty panic attack last week um and I grabbed a book and I started reading but Dylan felt left out so I read out loud for him oh. for like an hour but then you could hear my voice starting to like get really sleepy and it would get really mm -hmm. low like I was like and then they <sighs> <laughs> yeah and he was like wait that's a good part keep going I'm like nope this is when I hit snooze good night <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's yeah. awesome but it was cute I was just like well I guess I'll read out loud and I keep asking him now like because that was so fun I'm like can I do it again he's like no <laughs> I love reading out loud. Like, it's soothing. 
too. And it's also, it helps with like your vocabulary and how you speak to people when you read out loud. Definitely. So, I realize how bad I am at pronouncing certain things when I read out loud. I'm like, wow. In my head, I read that so well, but I said that out loud and it was not good. I know. I read to Willow every night and sometimes I'm like, I can tell I'm tired because I start stumbling over my words in her books. <laughs> and they're like, like first grade level and I'm like stumbling over them. You're like, sorry, you know. Willow. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> That's funny. Do you have a a good idea you want to share? Yeah, my good idea is um, I spent Thursday and Friday down in Denver meeting all of our vendors, well, a lot of them, and they took us out to dinner. You know, they went, they did the whole nine yards for me and my firm. Wow. Yeah, we had dinner. I went to the Dali exhibit. Um, it was like the immersive exhibit so I like all that. the walls have dolly and it was really cool and um fancy dinners fancy drinks it was all fun and games pretty much and a lot of networking so that was good people i've worked with for like three years got to actually meet them in person wow so that was That's fun awesome. and then yeah and then i ended it with Eric and Willow meeting me down in Denver on Friday, and we spent the weekend in Denver with family, and Eric and I went to a concert, we went to the aquarium, had sushi dinner. Wow. So, yeah, just, you know, it was great. That I really feel like rejuvenated, it. yeah. Good. That's mm -hmm. good. You deserve it. Good to have Thank family you. time. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like that's the only thing that, like, brings me happiness it's family time <laughs> i agree me too i've really noticed that it helps me like my family definitely it's my motivation so yeah it's like they in a way they ground you they might stress you out a little bit but they do ground you and mm -hmm. kind of bring you back to reality and that's good do you have a good idea yes mine also has to do with family but it was that my grandparents from up north my maternal grandparents um, came down to visit for Thanksgiving but they came and stopped by our house um, it was last weekend Aww. I think mm -hmm. um, and they had called me it was funny it was like Halloween night and I was at a party and they called me and I was like Okay, so I like stepped into a bathroom and was like, hello, and my grandma was like, was there anything like you really, really wanted for Christmas? And I was like, health? And she was like, oh, Lenny, like, be serious. And I was like, um, and of course I had like a drink or two, and I was like, well, I really want a ninja blender, but... Uh, I don't know. And then I also really want the Dyson V8, like the vacuum, like the handheld one, um, like the recharges on the wall because we have like this mm -hmm. huge one that's so – like every time I vacuum, I'm like naked by the time it's over because I'm so hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, but you don't have to get me any of those things because they're very expensive. Like 
you know, other than that, just if I could see you for Christmas, like that would be great. And so then like as a surprise, she brought herself the Dyson and the flippin' Ninja Blender. And I literally oh my started crying because it was Aww. just like everything all at once. It was like them, which I was obviously more excited to see them. And then they come out of the car with like all those things and like food they had made. And I was like so overwhelmed, like just so like. I don't know. I feel like like a five year old. Like, and my mom Aww. was like, "You're so happy." I was like, "Yeah, this is amazing." Yeah, that's my, really nice. Yeah, my grandpa was like, "We got your mom one," and she wasn't as excited. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "You weren't excited." Anyways, it was really nice and exciting to see everybody. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, so I feel like it's always. In great to be with family and um you have one <laughs> what? i just noticed that my dyson is sitting next to me while you're talking about this so. see that's how great they are like they're great companions <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's great that you got to see your grandparents and sometimes they just like make life way better yeah and it just like it's so weird like it makes me like that, you know how like adults cry when they're happy? Like I never do that, but like <laughs> I always thought mm -hmm. it was weird when I was little, but I like literally cry happy tears when I see them because I'm like, I love you so much. Don't ever leave. I'm going to bottle you and keep Aww. you forever. But we're not going to talk about that because our same positive. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet though. And that's, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. Yeah. And we're going in today's interview with more good vibes because yes. we have a very exciting guest with over 11 years under her belt in the chiropractic design world. She's an unexpected guest, not like anyone we've had on before. When we got the email connecting her to us, we thought her story was really interesting and something we've never heard before. And it kind of brings a new light to the design world. And we hope you all can enjoy and learn something from her story. So please welcome to the Not So Good Ideas podcast, Carolyn Bolt. Hey. You look beautiful. <laughs> you too. Awesome. Where are you located? Melanie, you want to go first? Um, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. I'm in Vail, Colorado. Nice, very nice. Yes. So I'm in the Atlanta area. Oh, okay. not okay. too far. Yeah. Not too far for one of you, not too far from Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yes. you're both designers. One, and you, um, you met, and you're in different cities. How did that all? We actually went to a podcast I should listen to to understand. <laughs> well, so. maybe there's an episode out there yeah. that explained it, but we met in school essentially. Right. <laughs> we met in school, designed together in school, and then um, split off in different areas. And then we've been here for a while now, and we kind of wanted to come back together and do this podcast. That's awesome. Where'd you go to school? We SCAD. went to SCAD. In Atlanta or in Savannah or? Savannah. 
Savannah. Awesome. (laughs) Yes. I always forget that there's one in Atlanta. And of course, so since you live there, you know about it. Usually people are like, what is scab? (laughs) No, I know it very well. Well, I'm a designer, so I do know it very well. You know, (laughs) I'm sure in Atlanta. Yeah, it's a great school. Great school. Awesome. Do you, um, well, I don't know. Do you work with a lot of like SCAD students too? Have you ever done kind of any projects with them? I know a lot of the times we kind of, you know, merge with some of the firms that were surrounding the school. In, in um, the past, I had, did I have any interns? I think I interviewed a couple of interns from SCAD. I don't know that I actually took them in. I had had an intern from Georgia Southern for years mm-hmm. and uh, she actually came to work for me for a while but that was years ago so it's been a while so awesome. yeah I need to think about it again so that's but I've been over to SCAD for presentations and I've seen their design um when they do their um you know portfolio shows and right. stuff so it's been, so it's been awesome. great oh that's great so you kind of know I mean, SCAD really does it all and kind of is awesome at networking. And that's kind of where we both learned it and got started with that Mm -hmm. aspect. So it's kind of good to know someone else understands SCAD on that level. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I do have to say, I was very, we were both very intrigued by, um, you know, what you specialize in. My mom is a chiropractor also, so I got very excited. No way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, my whole family is very into like, you know, naturopathic, homeopathic, um, kind of modern hippies, I guess you could call us. But I mean, I rarely went into a regular doctor's office. If I had a cold, I was in a chiropractor's office um, or really just anything. So I kind of just want to, we want to hear the psychology behind all of this and kind of how you got into it, what inspired you, um, Mm -hmm. just kind of bring us to the beginning, what really sparked that interest. Okay, that's great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm obviously an interior designer also, and um, I graduated 1980 from University of Texas, so I've been out there a long time, but I've always been in the commercial industry, and um, got involved with, I was working as an independent designer for years since 1991. And in 2003, I got involved um, at Life University, which is a large chiropractic college. So you, you smile there. So is that the college? Mom, your mom? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I got involved in Life University in 2003 and doing facility work. So doing um, classrooms, renovations, office renovations, um, all types of development. And if Life University was in the middle of, they just lost their president, Dr. Sid Williams, and they were getting a new president in 2004. And my original job was they were in a really bad place. So it was reducing space. But we got involved with um, I say we, because my husband also started working with me. He does construction and architectural engineering. So we got involved in helping the university kind of come out of the Phoenix per se, and very much involved with how could we renovate the space? How could we improve the facilities to help elevate the profession of the chiropractic 
school, of the school itself. And so got very, very involved with, I, it was 80% of our work really to, and just involved with everything, got very involved with understanding the business of chiropractic and began to understand challenges that they had and the pioneers that they are and the struggles that they've had to become respected. And um, at the same time that was going on, I was already a chiropractic patient. And my story with that was that my daughter was two years old, 1991, had tonsillitis, chronic tonsillitis, and ended up meeting a chiropractor that was actually a student at the university who talked to me to come, having her come in and it healed her of her tonsillitis. Wow. So that started me on that path of understanding what chiropractic is really all about. It's not about, you know, a car accident. It's really about healing from the inside out, which you're just smiling. So I understand you, you know that. So I was already an advocate. I was already a chiropractic patient. I was already an advocate. I was working in the university. My husband and I were working in the university and they at in 2000 and I got the opportunity to do a couple of chiropractic offices. Um, my chiropractor asked me if I wanted to help a student who was opening around the car corner from me. So he had, this was 2008, 2009, there was no money to be had. And he was so innovative and he opened, I, he bartered with me and he opened on credit card, um, with credit card, uh, what do you call it? Debt, I guess. Yeah. And wow. he, um, built a very successful practice. And then that opened up and led me to another one in 2009. And then Life University, it all happened very organically is what I'm trying to say. Life University asked if we would consider teaching classes, which I just lit up because that's my other passion is teaching. So um, so we, we created a class to teach them in 2010. And out of that, we had students asking, can you help us? And we're like, no, we have no idea how to help you because we used to big corporate jobs. And this is a whole different thought process as a smaller sole entrepreneur office. Um, but now the other thing that was going on at the time, it, we had gone through that recession. We saw, hey, we need to do some things so not all of our eggs are in this one basket. All the university never really, really dropped down that much. But we also realized we owned our job. Mm -hmm. And that if we went away for the weekend, everything stopped, even though we had people working for us, everything was going through us. And so we decided, what could we do to create something that was, if you've been in business at all, it's called duplicatable, scalable, transferable, something that can grow without mm -hmm. us. So that was like I said, 2010, 2011, it all kind of came together and we decided to see what we could do to create a opportunity for chiropractors to have customized design because we wanted to elevate the profession. And we knew that most chiropractors were not respected. And you know, as a, anything about commercial, especially the commercial side of the design, those spaces are designed for return on investment. Those spaces are designed to attract yep. the people that they want to attract and to retain the people that they want to. And it was like, chiropractors generally didn't get it. They didn't right. understand it. They were, they were just opening up on a shoestring and thinking that if they're just nice to people, it's like your whole persona, your whole branding needs to be changed and elevated. So it was a mission 
that we started. And so we started doing it virtually because we knew there wasn't enough chiropractors in the Atlanta area to handle it. So we created virtual in 2011. We started doing virtual, which nobody was doing virtual anything back then. So yeah, yeah. we we did it all through. um, You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We actually didn't even, at the very, very beginning, we had mostly phone calls and communication because there wasn't really the the Zoom rooms that we have today, but <clears throat> it's evolved. So that's what we do. We design wow. chiropractic offices and and holistic health in general. So we do naturopath, naturopaths, we do massage therapies, all of the things that evolve around the holistic path. And... Right. Um, trying to elevate it. So patient people want to go there. So people understand that it's important to go off of that too. And, you know, you brought up a really good point and I was hoping you would bring it up is the sense that chiropractors or any kind of practitioner who kind of goes in the more holistic way, um, doesn't care necessarily so much about the facade per se, it's just really more what they're going to be doing for you is really going to work. Um, and they think that shines brighter than how their office looks. Um, and I remember just like as a kid going in all the time and I'm like, mom, this office is scary. And, she, <laughs> and it would be like this dark room with just this table. And I'm like, is this legal? And she's like, yes, this is Dr. So-and-so it's my friend from school. And I'm like, 
they need some help. They need <laughs> some help. <laughs> so I'm glad that you you went into that niche. You saw where they they needed to kind of you know get knowledgeable on on you know the subject of yes, design yeah. matters. Yes, design matters. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. And the class that we and I still teach students at Life and at um, Life West and at Palmer, Florida, and some other schools that you know your environment the design of your office is going to make or break your success. Yes. So, you know, using it and teaching about the branding, teaching about the image, understanding that it attracts the patients. It's like retail design. Well, you, you're doing, and hospitality is, retail is an attraction mode. Hospitality creates a culture yeah. to make you want to stay there and keep coming back. So both of those things are very important because chiropractic is a choice for most people. It's definitely a choice. And when anything's a choice, you have to think in terms of what am I going to do to market and what am yeah. I going to do to, to keep that and to compete, you know, and to, to shine and to show you walk into the office. It's one of the first things we said is if you walk, we sh I show pictures of typical chiropractic offices, <laughs> or some of the older ones. It's like, what do you think of when you walked into this office? you know, what are you expecting? And yeah, so yeah, I really talk. appreciate that. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that hitting all five senses in design is so important, especially in a setting like a chiropractic office, you know, <laughs> like helped. that is yes. so important. And I appreciate what you said about elevating the space because there could be a strange connotation towards chiropractors. And I think if your space speaks to people, they'll resonate with that and they'll be more willing to buy into the idea of going to the chiropractor. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what that's what you just said is exactly what the goal was, is the goal is to create more respect in mm -hmm. the industry or, or create more respect with potential patients. So right. they would have more people would want to go and they would get away from, I mean, we know your mother may or not have even dealt with this, but there's still people that think chiropractors are quacks. Yes. You know? Right. Um, I, mean, I will go deal with it. <laughs> I go to any regular physician, um, which is quite rare for me. But uh, when I do make my trip there and, you know, they kind of ask me to do this, this and that, I say, oh, well, you know, my mom's a chiropractor. And, and the second I say it, it's like they lose all respect for me and they don't want to listen. And it's the most, not all, not, let not, me not all. generalize, but for the most part, that's usually how it goes. And for me, I'm just like, okay, well then goodbye. I know. I <laughs> yeah. know. Well, I will tell you that that whole story of my daughter, her pediatrician wanted her tonsils out. She was two years old. I was like, you know, I just, I, and, and at the time I wasn't against having tonsils out. I had right. mine out when I was six. That's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was, she was two years old and I didn't want her to go through surgery. I don't know either of you have children, but it's like, oh my gosh, you don't even want them to cut their finger, much less go through surgery. Right. So <clears throat> I avoided it. And that's where I ended up meeting, uh, actually ended up meeting several chiropractors. It was kind of like the serendipity of the time was to kind of <laughs> understand that children go through drama, trauma when they're delivered and having them adjusted, you know, is should be part of life type 
thought process. So anyway, that's, that's what happened is that, yeah, I was like, going to, going to go through and that, but it exposed me, but it, but I had to have that experience for me to have the respect. And if I had never had that experience, and I mean, even the clinic at Life University, when I went was horrible, it was horrible. And if it, if I hadn't known that, um, she wasn't actually a doctor yet, she was still about to graduate, but she was my daughter's babysitter's roommate. Mm -hmm. So I had gotten to know her personally and had a lot of respect for her. Right. But, um, and so that's what a lot of chiropractors go on. If I can get the personal connection, people will, people will come in, but if they, if they refer somebody and they walk in, you know, it's just, it's like, why should the space work against you? Yeah. Let's have the space work for you. Let's have it actually help do everything you're saying you need it to do. So it's, we, you're talking about hospitality design and retail design and all that. They, they do that anyway. Yeah. They expect a return on investment for their design. Exactly. So, well, it's very business minded. Um, I mean, a lot of it is. And so that's, I think what you're doing is amazing. And, you know, my next question is kind of, are you seeing, or have you seen a lot of traction throughout the years, however long you've been doing this, like, are they listening more? Is it working? Do you still feel like you're pulling teeth? What's it, what's it like? I don't feel like I'm pulling teeth anymore. Thanks for asking that. I Yay. don't, I feel like, um, I, I don't want to say that it, okay, let me give you a great example. <laughs> so part of our process, and I'm sure it's part of y'all's process too, is that you're trying to, you, we do have a client. The client is typically the chiropractor, or the group of chiropractors. And so when we start to talk to him about what do you want in your space, as far as aesthetic images, um, we ask them to go find pictures because a picture speaks a thousand words. So if you tell me you want something open, show me what open means to you, because it's going to mean something different to everyone. So, and I'm sure you were trained to do that and do that as you, you get inspiration pictures, we call it, right? But I used to tell them, I said, don't go Google chiropractic offices because you're not going to find good looking (laughs) chiropractic offices, you know, (laughs) don't bring that to me. So I'd tell them to go look for dentists. I tell them to go look for um, plastic surgeons, med spas, anything like that, you know, because that's what was much more prevalent as far as good looking design. But now you can Google chiropractic offices and you can find some good ones. And I'd love to say they were all ours, but they're not. They're not all ours. So I hope that we've created an influence. It's been, we're going on 11 years. So yeah, wow. it's been a, yeah, been a journey. That's amazing. I love that. And I love seeing, you know, that success and I love the ethos behind it too. You know, it's not just designing to design. I really do love um, kind of the message you're sending both to the practitioner and to, you know, the client coming in. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think yes. it's great what you're doing. You're getting out there and you're sharing this story. I personally have a four-year-old. So just hearing that side of your story helps me resonate more with what you're doing as a whole and how it can benefit so many people. So I think a lot of listeners who are listening right now will appreciate what you have to say and can influence them to take a step farther as chiropractors or in design as a whole. Yeah. 
Yes, that's awesome. That yes, that is awesome. <laughs> so do many of your listeners and I would ask this question are, I mean, in interior design, you know, you can go work for someone and you can stay working for someone forever, but a lot of them go into business for themselves. You know, a lot, there's a big percentage that do. <clears throat> and so, you know, one of the scary things for us, for me, was deciding to niche that far down and to just say, wow, should I do that? So that was a, that was a journey in itself. That was a whole different kind of journey. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Can you kind of go into maybe the, I don't know, the lessons that were learned and maybe kind of something, if someone else wanted to go into a more niche area of mm -hmm. design, what advice would you give them? Well, one of the things I had to be convinced of, but it took me some while to be convinced of is that, um, you know, to grow, I was going to have to market because I was just doing for the, from 91 until what, 2010 really was word of mouth. I would just do work, word of mouth. And I was doing all kinds of work, word of mouth, but I knew that to grow, I had to create some kind of marketing process that I had never really done. And it was really in studying marketing. Cause when we go to design school, we don't really study business. I don't even right. think You've probably in SCAD got to get a little bit of flavor of business, mm -hmm. but to really dig into and to learn how to run a business or how to market or any of those things, you know, I had to go train myself, Do you know, I had to, to take a lot of courses, hire coaches, all of those type of things. And that was all invaluable to me. But in the process <laughs> of doing that, um, I began to understand that if I niched, especially if I niched in a market that there really wasn't anyone else doing it, then you became the one to go to, right? And it, right. it, so it was as much a passion as it was a business decision from a marketing standpoint. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Cause it right. was kind of like, Hey, what, and, and it was, what could I do that I could create a system that we, all of our designs are custom, but all of our designs go through the same process. They, you know, they consistently go through the same process. So it was, it was just a series of things like that. Right. Yeah. You're kind of providing a service that no one else is or was, and that kind of sets you apart from everyone else and doing all that work with coaching I mean, that goes so far that can go a long way. Just knowing how to run a business, especially something so niche like that. Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah, it's very much so. So, so yeah, it's been fun. You sound so like a great leader as well. I feel like you probably take the time to sit down and kind of explain to your employees, you know, what the process looks like, what you went through to really understand it and get other people on board to become passionate about it. So I think that's the greatest difference between a boss and a leader oh, is just, a boss. Thank you so much for you that. You know, we'll thank just you. tell people and you are a leader where you are truly passionate about what you're doing and you're leading people on the right path. Right. So that's amazing. Totally. Well, thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> working, working, working toward that. So to hear someone say that, that's great. Yes. Well, so. we believe it. Yeah, we can definitely <laughs> tell just the energy that you bring and everything that you've shared with us has been so positive. Um, 
Do you want to share what a day in the life looks like for you? Um, well, I don't do much design anymore. So, mm. I mean, I'm getting close to retiring. So that's what my choice is. And so mostly what I'm doing now is just becoming the voice of the company. And, um, but before that, or even a couple of years ago, there was no two days that were the same. Right. <laughs> even now there's no two days. You're a designer. I mean, you know, it depends. You have the client meetings and then you do the work and then you have the client meetings and you do the work and it just totally keeps going. You have the deadlines and, <laughs> and if you're managing some people too, you know, you have all of their stuff too. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, we totally agree. We, that's what we always say. Our days look different every single day. Thank and you. I'm sure now as like being the voice of your company, you know, that's just a whole different thing. I feel like I'm sure that's pretty interesting too taking a step back and being that leader in a different way. Yes, it's been very interesting. I, I, it was hiring really, really high end, high quality designers that allowed me to begin to let go of having to touch every design project. Mm, you know? Wow. So that was, that was a, and it was coaches that helped me get there. So <laughs> yeah, that's a big I was going to say, that's a <laughs> yeah. lot of, yeah. Trust of, you know, you, you're trusting in your people to kind of manifest whatever you are. Cause what, what we're selling, they're my product, right. their skills to lead and co and, and walk a client through the solutions, the design solutions. And the we do architecture, we do construction drawings. We do, we manage the MEP. We do all of that also. Wow. So, um, okay. Yeah. So all my designers are NCIDQ qualified and they're, you know, nice. they're, all of them have 15 to one of them has more, as much experience as I do. So, you know, they're wow. 15 plus years experience. And that was something I learned because I used to have more of a traditional approach where I had the senior and the junior and the project designers and more of a traditional design firm, but our projects are so small and they move so quickly right. that it was not and they're more, you know, I'm not working with huge corporations. I'm working with one or two uh, business people. And so it just began to kind of show up that, hey, it would be better if they had one person to work all the way through the project with. So right, that's yeah. why that's why the designers become senior designers. So that's awesome. a smart approach. It definitely is. It was yeah. it was a trial and error, believe yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. That's I mean, I feel like the world is evolving so much and, you know, the standard business practice does not exist anymore. There is no standard. It's just, you have to keep moving with, right. with the world. So, I mean, you have to adapt and that's what makes a great business. So yes, kudos. You have to adapt. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's great. So you have anything else you want to ask me? Yes. So our final question is, well, it's not a question. It's, you know, kind of a conversation is we do ask all of our guests to share um, a not so good idea and a good idea. Um, and it can be personal, something you've seen. Um, and the not so good idea is kind of more something that maybe you learned from that you saw someone else did and you're like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Or you did and you, you grew from it and you, you learned something from it. 
Yes. So um, I kind of alluded to it, but just let me summarize it. When I um, when I decided to go work for myself, I was tired of being bossed around and thought I knew what I was knew how to do it myself, <laughs> right? And I knew I had I walked out the door with some clients, you know, that, that, and I was blessed to take those clients. So it was, you know, I didn't, it wasn't hostile or anything. It was positive. And, um, you know, I just started working on my own just and every, and then, like I said, word of mouth and the, the jobs, you know, tended to continue to come in. I was, I was blessed. I didn't ever really make a plan to decide what is my business going to look like? And what am I going to do? I was doing all kinds of jobs. I did restaurants. I did, I did retail. I did, I worked directly with architects. I worked directly with uh, dealers. I worked directly with clients. I, you know, just all over the place. <clears throat> and my advice to anyone that's thinking about going to work for themselves, realize that you're going to run a business and learn how about business as fast as you can. Because <laughs> I waited a long time to really dig in and learn about business. And once I started to learn about business and understand that um, what I needed to do to, like we were saying, I needed to not always be in the middle of everything. I needed to have systems that can I could train people to do. So I didn't have I was doing every project that came in, I modified the scope of service specific to them because that's just what I did. Instead of making a decision that I that this was my scope and people were going to more fit into that. Mm -hmm. if you follow what I'm saying. So in the in the big picture of things, um, you know, I teach students all the time, the chiropractic students all the time, and they go, Oh, we're in chiropractic college, then we're going to get out. And a lot of them have to open businesses, you know, just that's the nature of it. And they go, they, We don't learn anything about business. Well, school doesn't, isn't there to teach you how to do business. <laughs> school is there to teach you how to get your license, you know, how to, how to do the basics of the job, to pass the exams, to get what you need to get. That's what school is for. Yes. And you've got to, in, in everything, design school, chiropractic school, you know, dentistry, anything that's a specialty like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't be mad at the school. That's not their job, you know? Right. But, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I wish that in school, someone had said to me, you know, if you're going to go out for yourself, business for yourself, go learn business over here, right. go somewhere else and learn business. You can't just do it yourself. Yeah. It's a, you quit doing you quit doing design and you're, you're managing people. And I mean, I, I say that that's kind of what I'm doing right now, but not because I have other staff doing it. And I'm making a choice to do the marketing and because that's what I love, but you know, I was, I was, you quit doing design and you just start doing everything else. But if you yeah. don't understand how to grow a business, right. You have to kind of let go and let others step in, yep. even if it's difficult, you know, I think that's yeah. all a lot goes into coaching, getting like a good coach and finding resources that yes. can help you come in and help you and your team. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Awesome. I love great. that. Thank you so much. It's been You're great welcome. to talk to you. It's been great to talk to you too, ladies. Yes. Very thank much. you. And I'm so excited to send this to my mom. Yes. Before you go, where can people find you, um, your website, anything like that, if you want to share? 
Oh, I'd love to share. So um, our company's name is Crossfields. That's C-R-O-S-S-F-I-E-L-D-S. Um, and we, you can look up Crossfields Design. You can look up specifically chiropractic office design and we'll come up. You can look up, well, just try those two. That's enough. So mm -hmm. Crossfields Incorporated, et cetera. So all of those awesome. things and, and see what we have to offer. Thank you Great. so Thank much. You. Thank you. <laughs>Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.